This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Here he is. Emerging for the first time since the insurrection and heading to the Alamo. Never violence. We want absolutely no violence. Then, new video. The fire extinguisher launched at cops and the search for the man who threw it and emergency declaration. Are the rioters plotting another assault on democracy? And... If we don't stand up, it's only going to get worse. The call to stop the civil unrest in the air. As unruly passengers fly into Washington for the inauguration. Plus, the teen who called out her mom after seeing this video. What went through your mind when you realized, hey, that's mom? Then, what were they thinking? Another mega super spreader event? And what it's like on the front lines of a pandemic hot zone? And who am I? That's part of the untold story. CBS anchor Nora O'Donnell uncovers her family history, buried for decades. Oh my gosh. And the widow of Black Panther star Chadwick Boseman, choking back tears. Thank you. I love you. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is President Trump's first public remark since inciting the crowd last Wednesday before the riot at the U.S. Capitol building. And faced with another impeachment trial and amidst record deaths from COVID-19, the main topic on the president's mind appears to be promoting construction of the border wall. He traveled to Alamo, Texas, but before he left Washington, he actually defended his remarks made before the riot. What I said was totally appropriate. President Trump today out of seclusion and denying all responsibility for the attack on the Capitol. They've analyzed my speech and my words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody to the T thought it was totally appropriate. Not everybody, Mr. President, not by a long shot. I'm sorry, but that is a lie, and he is delusional to say so. He didn't accept responsibility, but he did denounce the violent insurrection. We want no violence, never violence. We want absolutely no violence. He also blasted the threats to impeach him and warned they could lead to more trouble. For Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to continue on this path, it's causing tremendous danger to our country and it's causing tremendous anger. In private, Trump is reportedly insisting that Antifa people were behind the riot, a claim even a key ally, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, is disputing. 
In a heated phone call, McCarthy reportedly told Trump, it's not Antifa, it's MAGA. I know, I was there. Stop it, it's over. The election is over. We're also hearing that Trump finally met with Vice President Pence for the first time since the riot. CBS News White House correspondent Paula Reed. Well, CBS News has learned that the president and vice president had not spoken before last night since the events of last Wednesday, even though the vice president was in, in grave uh, physical danger up on the Hill during that event, and he also has faced many death threats. And this exchange is being mocked today. Look, I, Trump's I spokesperson praising <laughs> his masculinity. The social media crackdown, does he feel emasculated? I, I wouldn't say emasculated. I mean, if, if the most masculine person I think to ever hold the White House is the president of the United States. I've heard a lot of pathetic things from this White House. This one really takes the cake. A big, tough guy who incited a riot and then hid in the White House for five days. He's the most masculine. Come on, man. Shut, shut up. Shut up. He is the biggest snowflake of them all. The president reportedly will leave Washington the day before the inauguration, and Joe Biden is expected to spend that night at a Washington hotel while the White House goes through a thorough COVID-19 cleaning. That cleaning is said to cost nearly a half a million dollars. Five people died at the Capitol invasion, including a police officer who was struck in the head with a fire extinguisher. The suspect wielding it has not yet been apprehended, but there is a nationwide manhunt to find him. Disturbing new video shows a Capitol Hill rioter hurling a fire extinguisher at cops. It strikes one officer on the head. Now citizen detectives are trying to track down the suspect. Speculation on social media is that this may be the man. He appears to be wearing a knit cap, plaid jacket and backpack, just like those worn by the suspect. There's speculation that the initials CFD on his cap may stand for Chicago Fire Department. Capitol Hill cop Ryan Sicknick was killed by a blow to the head with a fire extinguisher, but it's not clear if he was hit during this incident. Authorities in all 50 states have been warned to brace for more violence. This poster calls for an armed march on Capitol Hill and all state capitals this Sunday, January 17th, culminating with what's said to be the largest armed protest ever to take place on American soil on Inauguration Day. Domestic terrorism expert Brian Levin says that authorities will be prepared this time. Anybody who's thinking that they're going to go to D.C. and get no resistance is going to be very bluntly surprised. So the bottom line is, yeah, we take it seriously, but you know what? The bad guy should take stuff seriously, too, because this time they're not going to be able to do a sucker punch. Fifteen Capitol Hill cops are under investigation over their actions during the invasion. The cop who posed for a selfie with a rioter has been suspended. So is this officer, seen wearing a MAGA hat. He claims he was trying to calm the rioters and rescue officers trapped by the crowd. There were also cops from other jurisdictions among the rioters. Nicholas Lentz, a former North Miami police officer, live-streamed from inside the Capitol. I love my boys in blue, but this is overwhelming for them. There's no way they could... There's no way they could there's no way they can hold us back. The national roundup of suspects continues. 36-year-old Jake Angeli, who wore a horned hat and furs when he burst into the Senate chamber, doesn't have the stomach for life behind bars. His mom says he's not eating. He gets very sick if he doesn't eat organic food, literally, will get physically sick. And Adam Johnson, charged with absconding with Nancy Pelosi's lectern, posted $25,000 bail and walked out of court in flip-flops and shorts. 
He's a stay-at-home dad with five children and is married to a doctor. Obviously, if we could turn back the clock, I suspect that, that, that he would. If you've got an extra $35,000 in your pocket, feel free to act out on an airplane, because that's what it could cost you after the FAA announced a crackdown on unruly passengers. As Les Trump reports, it all stems from the outburst made by some Trump supporters traveling to Washington last week. Don't even think about getting disorderly on a flight to D.C. That's the message as fears grow that rowdy Trump supporters are flocking to the nation's capital in advance of Joe Biden's inauguration. Just eight days to go to the inauguration, the Federal Aviation Administration has issued a public warning that anyone behaving in an unruly way on a flight into Washington could be jailed or fined up to $35,000. Airlines have also added personnel around the nation to handle any incidents on any D.C.-bound flights. If we don't stand up, it's only going to get worse. This woman stood and called out tyranny on a flight from Charlotte to Washington. Get her off. When the plane landed, she was escorted off by police, triggering applause from fellow passengers. The pilot of this flight that left Washington had a warning for passengers who were chanting USA. Paul put this plane down in the middle of Kansas and dumped people off. I don't care. He's like, I'll drop you guys off in Kansas. You know, I don't care. And it was just like, oh my God, like what was offensive, the USA? This woman was identified in a published report as someone who attended the D.C. protests. Yeah, why are they kicking you off? Because they said I was she was later seen sobbing in the terminal. Kick these people off the plane because they support President Trump. Imagine watching unrest playing out in Washington and seeing your mother right in the middle of it all. Well, that's what happened to this teenage girl who turned on her own mother by identifying her online. She told Stephen Fabian how she wrestled with that decision. This dramatic video is at the heart of a family torn apart by the strife gripping the nation. A woman is punched in the face by a police officer after an intense confrontation in Washington, D.C. the night before the Capitol siege. The video was posted online where it was seen by the bloodied woman's daughter. She was stunned to realize it was her mom because she had no idea her mother was in Washington to attend President Trump's Stop the Steal rally. What went through your mind when you realized, hey, that's mom? It was definitely very unsettling, especially because we do have very different views. 18-year-old Helena Duke of Boston says she got so incensed she outed her mom with this text. Hi, mom. Remember the time you told me I shouldn't go to BLM protests because they could get violent? This you? Helena says she also outed her aunt and uncle, who were also at the rally. Helena doesn't know if her family went to the Capitol where the mayhem unfolded, but she knows that her mom is furious with her and says she was kicked out of the house after attending a Black Lives Matter rally in Boston. Her mom sent her a message after the tweet. She told me that I was throwing away my life, that I was just my life is ruined and that my sister's life is on my hands. After the video surfaced, Teresa Duke was fired from her job at the University of Massachusetts Memorial Medical Center. The officer who punched her in the face now faces criminal charges. She felt that she was being threatened and she uh, retaliated and I don't think she did anything wrong. 
If the words roll tide, lift your heart, then you are probably celebrating Alabama's win over Ohio State in last night's college football championship. But we hope you're celebrating more sensibly than the sea of unmasked people who filled the streets in Tuscaloosa. It is the latest event that is now feared to become a super spreader moment as COVID-19 rages out of control. It's a sea of maskless revelers as thousands party in the streets of Tuscaloosa. They're packed in shoulder to shoulder with barely a mask in sight as fans ignore dire warnings to celebrate privately at home. Crimson Tide's win over Ohio State for the national championship. In Los Angeles, you know, this is the 10th hospital that I have been. <laughs> I'm sorry. CNN Sarah Seidner breaks down on live television, reporting on the COVID-19 deaths. I apologize. I'm going to try to try to get through this. This is the 10th hospital that I have been in. It's really hard to take. I'm sorry, Allison. One person in L.A. County is dying every eight minutes from COVID-19. In Orange County, our camera crews were allowed to follow firefighters and paramedics as they gear up with an extra layer of personal protective equipment. Their patient, 91-year-old Walter Mazursky. Fortunately, he's alert, although he's fallen twice today after being diagnosed with COVID a week ago. What is your biggest concern when you, when you watch your father-in-law being taken by ambulance to the hospital? I think the, the biggest one is, is that he's kind of alone. The biggest fear for me has been contracting at work, not knowing it, going home and giving it to an uh, immunosuppressed family member. Fire Captain Josh Sandage had COVID-19 weeks ago and has since recovered. In your 22 years as a firefighter and a paramedic, is this as bad as you've ever seen it? As far as uh, um, the medical part, yes. The situation is so critical in California that health officials are asking essential workers to wear masks even at home to prevent spreading COVID to their households. Other news today, five months after Black Panther star Chadwick Boseman lost a very private battle with colon cancer, his widow accepted an award on his behalf, choking back tears as she did so. Chadwick Boseman's widow is breaking her silence. It is my honor to receive this award on behalf of my husband. Simone Ledward Bozeman tearfully paid tribute to her late husband at the Gotham Awards Monday night. An acknowledgement not only of his profound work, but of his impact on this industry and this world. Bozeman, best known for playing Black Panther, was nominated for his final role in the Netflix movie Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, starring alongside Viola Davis. I was playing the way I felt. His wife appeared on the awards show during a tribute to the 43-year-old actor. Bozeman died in August after privately battling colon cancer for four years. Chad, thank you. I love you. I am so proud of you. Keep shining your light on us. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, who am I? That's part of the untold story. CBS anchor Nora O'Donnell uncovers her family history buried for decades. Oh my gosh. Then, is this the death of the Trump family brand? The future of the Trump organization and the Trump business empire is in trouble. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Pandemic baby boom. Next 
Weddings Edition. How so many couples have decided this is the perfect time to have a baby. And what's it like to be pregnant with COVID-19? Then, day of history. Will the angry mob take out its vengeance if Trump is impeached? How do you think Trump's, you know, most violent supporters will react? Watch the next Inside Edition. Americans have long been fond of discovering their roots. And now CBS Evening News anchor Nora O'Donnell has learned some surprising things about her forebears. She spoke with our Ann McCagliano. It was eye-opening to be part of finding your roots. Nora O'Donnell is discovering family history that has been lost for generations. The CBS Evening News anchor says she was surprised to learn that her Irish great-grandmother became a widow at age 19. The information was delivered by famed professor Henry Louis Gates Jr. for his show, Finding Your Roots. Dennis McCauley, shale miner, October 8, 1898, cause of death, accidentally killed by a piece of shale, fracturing and crushing skull and brains. Oh, my gosh. She suddenly is a widow and left to care for that infant. Can you imagine? No. Nora, tell us about your experience taking part in this PBS special. My grandmother on my mother's side was the oldest of nine kids. She had started working at the age of 12 in a linen factory. It was Mary who left Ireland and came to America. She was all alone. In her 20s, she had to leave Belfast, Ireland all by herself to come to America because her family needed money. Every time I'm sort of down in the dumps, I think of my courageous grandmother and how hard she worked every single day. The research delving into her family tree took almost two years. Well, you have great roots. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Ireland. They're salt-of-the-earth people, farmers and miners. I'm so proud of them. That episode of Finding Your Roots with Nora O'Donnell premieres tonight on PBS. Still to come, is this the death of the Trump family brand? The future of the Trump organization and the Trump business empire is in trouble. blow to President Trump, the PGA has voted to move its national championship match next year away from Donald Trump's New Jersey golf course, a very clear sign that the Trump brand is in crisis. Has the Trump brand lost its luster? Following the deadly Capitol riots, more and more businesses are cutting ties with the Trump name, threatening the future of the Trump organization. A growing list of companies is taking a stand. There are signs that Donald Trump's business empire is crashing down all around it. An urgent reckoning for the Trump brand, goes this New York Times headline. Deutsche Bank, Trump's biggest lender when he was a businessman, will reportedly no longer do business with him. Signature Bank says it's closing the president's two personal accounts. There was talk about launching a TV network to be called Trump TV, but now Politico says Trump media empire don't bet on it. Robert Frank is the host of CNBC's Secret Lives of the Super Rich. The past week, whether it's a death blow or just a mortal wound, the future of the Trump organization and the Trump business empire is in trouble now in a way that it was not a week ago. But Gwenda Blair, author of The Trumps, says don't count Trump out. Donald Trump has had a remarkable ability to pivot from things that looked like they would sink anybody else. 
And when we come back, a wild scene in the surf. Finally today, what a photo op. What a beautiful sight, a herd of elk galloping down a beach in Oregon. Oh my gosh. But wait, they turn and start coming this way. They're gonna come up on this deck is what they're gonna do. Instead, they continue their run in the surf. Never seen anything like that. Pretty cool. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure. Because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show, because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.